You know, I was just sitting here thinking, I got that one of a kind. That special, special. Welcome back. This is Perspectives on KISS 104.1. I'm Condis Presley, and that was a little taste of Head Rush. Yes, new music from one of our all-time favorite artists, perhaps the leader of the greatest punk band of all time, Morris Day and The Time, who will be performing Sunday, August 1st, at the Mabel House Barnes Amphitheater, along with Atlantic Star and Angela Winbush. And the best thing about this moment is, I mean, guys, you can't see, but I can, and I'm going to just be totally transparent with the listeners. Before we began our conversation, I did totally fangirl out, <laughs> totally fangirl out. And now I'm back into my professional mode. As you guys all know me, we are just so happy to welcome Morris Day, leader of Morris Day and the Time to Perspectives. And congratulations on the new music. Love it. Sounds great. How excited are you and the band to be back on the road? Oh, it's 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 a beautiful thing, you know, after just, I mean, early 2020, we just got shut down and all of our shows got canceled and and that was it. You know, I was in the house uh, for most of 2020 and um, now things are starting to open back up and um, I'm, I'm just excited to hit the stage and to come there and rip it up for everybody, show you how I do it. And, um, you know, excitement, that's that's the word, excited. <laughs> we indeed are all excited. And because one thing that last year showed us is that it's important to reach out and let our people know that we care about them. So just let the listeners know how you, your fam, the band, their fams, everybody good, everybody safe, not too terribly touched by COVID. Yeah, no, everybody's good. You know, um, I did lose a dear friend uh, during that and uh, Arlington Sayre, God bless. And, um, but you know, COVID taught and the whole lockdown thing taught me a lot. Um, it just, life is fragile. You got to wake up and enjoy every day and there's nothing that you have that can't be taken from you. So if you have it, enjoy it, make the best of it, love it and just, you know, um, enjoy life. So during lockdown, just about uh, all the artists in some way embrace those creative juices. Is that where this new music is coming from? Yeah, you know, I was stir crazy. So, you know, I said, I got to get in the studio. So um, that was that was a great thing. So, you know, we just started cutting and um, doing videos. We did a Christmas song, Cooler Than Santa Claus and, uh, you know, just a, a lot of fun stuff. So, you know, um, I just made the best of my my lockdown time. <laughs> <laughs> It's 2021. Can you believe it's been 40 years since your first album came out and you guys have not stopped since? Yeah, you know, we uh, were blessed, you know, to really just be a group of individuals that had our own individual talents and uh, we gelled together as a band. And yes, 40 years has gone by, but a lot of great things and everybody individually has done great things and um, we were just blessed to come together the way we did and at the time that we did and where we did. So all of our, our listeners right now know some of the origin story behind Morris Day and the Time but you know just just indulge us and, and take us back 
to how the band came together? Well, the band came together, uh, really Prince, um, you know, um, helped me put it together. You know, um, I, I wrote a song or part of half of a song. I did the music for a song for him. And he said, oh, I'll either give you money. And I think he was just testing me out or I'll help you put a band together, get you a record deal and all that good stuff. And I said, of course, I will take the latter <laughs> of that. And, um, you know, he, um, he helped me put it together. And um, uh, I got, you know, there was two really outstanding bands. There were bands on every other corner in Minneapolis. And it was just that kind of creative environment. It was very um, competitive. And um, there was two bands that I thought really stood out. Our band, Grand Central, me, Prince, Andre Simone, Andre's sister, uh, Will Dowdy and, and Terry Jackson, and um, Flight Time. And um, so I loved Flight Time, especially Terry and Jimmy, because I had heard stuff that they had done way back then on Cynthia Johnson, who ended up singing Funky Town, which was a world hit, worldwide hit. And, um, you know, I just loved, you know, um, them as producers and writers even back then, but I wanted them to be in my band. So, um, you know, we put the band together and um, it was kind of like, ended up being like the Frankenstein monster. You know, Prince was kind of, you know, um, telling us what to do and he made us rehearse every day. He taught us a great work ethic because he was, he was just phenomenal and he did, and tenacious, he wouldn't stop. And, um, you know, we got out there on the road, he put us on the road with him and, um, you know, some nights we would kick that ass, you know, and, and so, you know, anyway, he just didn't realize what he created, but he did a great thing by, you know, helping uh, put this whole thing together. And uh, that's really the origin of it, you know, <laughs> how we got <laughs> I love how you, as you casually tell this story, you talk about, you know, you know, Jimmy and Terry, which you all are legends in the music business, because you're talking about Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and all of the, the talent in, in that small circle that came out of Minneapolis. Did you guys ever think that you would have the impact and the influence uh, musically that you all have had globally? I don't, I don't think that we ever thought anything. I think we just were all doing what we loved. You know, um, we had done music, you know, um, for free, uh, just because we loved it, skip school to do it. I don't recommend it for the youngsters, uh, but, um, you know, we, it was a passion and we were just all, you know, following our passion. And um, even every step of the way, even once we got to Purple Rain, you know, uh, Prince was like, we're going to do a movie. I was like, okay, let's do a movie, you know, and, um, I wasn't even like tripping on that, you know, and I had no idea, you know, none of us had any idea, you know, where the whole thing was going. So we were just doing our thing, you know, doing what we loved. Amazing. Has there ever been a time over these last 40 years when you thought, yeah, this isn't working or is it just living your, your best life as Oprah says every single day? Well, you know, there were times, you know, I was living my best life every single day, but there were times when I kind of lost there was a moment where I kind of lost my 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 uh, initiative to to do this, and um, you know I just kind of timed out. And um, a good friend of mine, Ron Sweeney, called me. He's like, "Man, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm on the couch." He's like, "You need to put the band together and get back out there 
And I don't know, for some reason, it took him saying that to me and a light went off. And the next thing I know, uh, we were back out. The phone was ringing like crazy and um, uh, it, it was all on again, you know. <laughs> At your shows, one of the best crowd pleasers is that that relationship that you and Jerome have. Tell me about the whole mirror thing and all of that. That I just, you know, the ladies, we scream when we see that happen. <laughs> You know, the mirror was just one of those things, you know, um, we, we were, um, we had been on tour and um, Get It Up was our first, very first single and Cool was our second single. So we had come off the road and we were revamping the show at rehearsal and um, we always closed with whatever our, our hit was. And um, we were working on Cool, working on a real nice arrangement. And I got to the point where I said, somebody bring me a mirror. And Jerome, you know, was, the kind of guy he used to like work for the band, you know, do our luggage and stuff and everything and whatever we needed, you know, go get us some, some KFC or whatever. That was Jerome. And uh, I said, somebody bring me a mirror. And he ran into the bathroom, snatched the mirror off the wall and ran back up in front of me and held the mirror up. And it, it was one of those moments where everybody kind of just stopped and we looked at each other and Prince was there too watching the rehearsal. And he looked and we were like, you are now in the band. We're keeping that, <laughs> and that's how that happened. <laughs> Indeed, that in, that was created an iconic moment for for the for the band for all your shows. Uh, I I can't let you go without talking about your dear friend Prince. I know all of our hearts were broken when he left us. Uh, is there a sense in and as the time continues and does what what you guys do as a band that you are carrying on uh, the legacy that he left us all? I mean, just the fact that we still exist you know in, in in the marketplace the way we do is a testament to him because he helped put all this together uh he wrote um most of the songs and um it was his vision um and um so he's just you know he's we're we're just we are prince you know we're, we're we are part of him he's a part of us uh, they should name a, a hurricane after him because he came here and up everything and left, you know. So, no, but, um, you know, we we definitely pay tribute to him every every show. One of the things I don't think, and you tell me if I'm wrong, that many of the up-and-coming artists uh, get or understand, and, and you're the expert on this here, that you talk about what a taskmaster Prince was, how that discipline lives on in more stay in the time and how much work and actual rehearsal time has to go into preparation for when you guys hit the stage. Well, you know, that's the whole thing about being, um, and, and we were born and bred to be live entertainers. Um, our biggest hit or one of our biggest hits, what we, we recorded it live. The Bird was a live recording. Not, there's not very many bands who can claim that they have a song or have had a song on the radio that was actually recorded live. And so um, the work ethic he taught us, um, the time that we had to put into it, um, countless hours of rehearsing to where it was second nature, where it's like waking up and getting out of bed in the morning, everything we did was second nature and the band was tight, I mean, tight. And, um, you know, he, he taught us that. Talk to us about the energy that the band receives when you are on the road, on stage, and the audience just gives that back to you. That has to be something very special that you feel deeply inside. Yeah, the, the energy that, that, that we get from the crowd is, is pretty amazing. You know, um, 
that's that's my um, that's that's where my power is. You know, I walk around uh, my house during the day, and my kids, you know, they you know. But when I hit the stage, you know, that's where my power is. I'm like, do this, do that, wave your hands. You know, you know, it, it's just it's just a it's a beautiful thing. And I, and I never forget one of the first times that happened. Uh, we were on stage in um, I believe it was Flint, Michigan, and uh, it's the first time we're in front of a few thousand people and we start the show and my back is to the crowd and I put my hands out and kind of direct the band and you know I heard this and I had never heard that before and I kind of came out of character and turned around and looked you know <laughs> and um you know from that moment on you know I was you know I was feeling it you know <laughs> <laughs> how is the Morris day that we enjoy performing on stage different from Morris day who's at home who's the dad you said something that reminded me of, of, of something I heard LeBron James say just the other day. He has a great game and he, on the court and he comes home and he's like, guys, I had a great day. And the kids are just like, yeah, and? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, um, you know, you just, you just dad, you know, around here. And, um, you know, I, I can't say, hey, put your hands up in the air, you know, <laughs> sing C-O-O-L. They're like, whatever, dude, you know. So it's it's just, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing. I got my family life. I still got my professional life. And, and it's, a, it's a great balance. Well, we are so excited that Morris Day and the Time are out and back on the road. Looking forward to seeing you guys, the band, on Sunday, August 1st, performing at the Mabel House Barnes Amphitheater, along with Atlantic Star and Angela Winbush. We opened the segment with a little bit of the new song, uh, Head Rush, and we're going to take us out with a little bit more of that. Morris Day, again, you have made my day, and this is going to be indeed one of my all-time favorite moments all puns intended. I hope you don't mind. Thank you, Condis. We're going to see you on August 1st. Yes. You know, I was just sitting here thinking, I got that one of a kind. That special, special. sample of new music from Morris Day and the Time. That song is called Head Rush, and this whole moment has taken me back to my college radio days when I was actually a music DJ. See, you learn all sorts of stuff by listening to perspectives. The thing you want to remember is that Morris Day and the Time will be performing Sunday, August 1st, at the Mabel House Barnes Amphitheater, along with Atlantic Star and Angela Wimbush. Hope to see you there. Something else I hope to see you do is support the kids at the Aflac Cancer Center at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Coming up next Thursday and Friday, you know this already, it's the 21st annual WSB Carathon. For 21 years, you, our listeners, have opened up your hearts, you've opened up your wallets to these kids and their families, and we are making a difference in their lives. Today, I want you to meet the Kellys. Anna, Emma, and Emma's dad, James. They are one of the families that you'll be helping during this year's Carathon. It is so wonderful to be with you, the Kelly family. You are with us today because you guys are participating in the WSB Carathon coming up on July 29th and 30th. It'll be the 21st year that the radio station has worked really hard 
to raise money for the Aflac Cancer Center at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. And Anna and James and Emma, you guys have some direct contact with the hospital. Uh, tell us what's going on with you. So Emma was diagnosed with a spinal cord tumor in March of 2020. Um, she's had two tumor resections and we were hoping not to need chemo, but ultimately last July, the tumor grew again and we started chemotherapy. So she goes to Aflac about once a week um, to receive chemo and um, we're nearing the end of that cycle. So in the future, we'll be monitoring the tumor and hoping that it stays tiny. Mm. Emma, what, was, what were you feeling? How did you know that something wasn't quite right with you? And you told your parents. Well, my back just felt in so much pain that I literally couldn't sleep. So I pulled a couple all-nighters and I just knew like something wasn't right because that, that's never happened to me before. So we went to the ER and the third time we got admitted, I didn't know what was up yet, but then I had an MRI and my parents told me, that I had a tumor. To be honest, I didn't really know what a tumor was at first, but now I know. You're 11, you're not supposed to know what a tumor is. Uh, James, how tough was it for you guys to go through all of this in the middle of a pandemic when going to the hospital wasn't exactly something people wanted to do? No, it, it was difficult. I mean, just because you know everything that she's going through you know, having to do not only two, you know, tough, risky surgeries, but then all the rehab that came afterwards. I mean, she wasn't able to walk after either one for, you know, a few weeks as so she rehabbed back. And, you know, because when you have the tumor inside of your spinal cord, you know, it affects the nerves and everything else. So she still has a lot of weakness in her leg and back and, you know, something that she'll be working through for quite some time. But, you know, in a weird way, Aside from it being a little bit difficult, you know, being able to have only one of us in the hospital at a time, it was a little bit um, helpful to have COVID because we were able to work from home, you know, arrange our schedules a little bit easier. And um, so in, in that strange way, it was a little bit helpful, you know, and coordinated everything. And it was weird, too, because when we left the hospital, we were going to be leaving and it was going to be a different world for our family regardless when we went into the hospital was before lockdown. And when we came out of the hospital, the world was locked down. Um, so it was like, we were gonna be entering a whole new world anyway. So it was almost like this secondary thing that was happening. Like this was a completely new frame for us. And then, oh yeah, the world also stopped. Yes, it did. Emma, tell me about the people who've been looking after you at Children's. What's it like going and how are the, the nurses and the doctors and the child life specialists? It's very nice going because they're all super helpful and supportive. So I don't know what I would do without them. How have you been feeling now that you're about to wind down this last stage of chemotherapy? I'm excited because it's no fun and I hate it. So <laughs> I'm excited for it to be over. Are you going to be able to go back to school? Uh, yes. Like in person and see your friends and all that kind of fun stuff? Yeah. And mom and dad, I bet you're going to be excited to resume this next phase of normal that we're all going through. Yeah, hopefully. I think there'll be a little bit of trepidation for us as we kind of try to, you know, go through this path without that um, safety net of chemo. But I mean, we're hopeful that we won't need it. 
How important is it for our viewers to know that an event like the Carathon, which is raising money for the Aflac Cancer Center at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, goes to help families like yours going through this journey that you're on right now? Well, I think the unique thing about pediatric cancer is that it's incredibly rare, which is great because that means this isn't a thing that all kids have to go through. But at the same time, when you're thinking about medical research and funding for that research, the great majority of funding from like the NIH goes to adult cancers. In fact, 4% goes to pediatric cancer. However, these kids need treatments that are designed for them because they're not little adults. Um, they need treatments that are specific for them and that can minimize long-term impact. It's, there's a staggering statistic about how many kids will have ongoing medical issues as a result of chemotherapy. So they need continued treatment so that we can get better cures for kids. And then also all the support for things that insurance doesn't cover, like your child life therapist and your music therapist and all the things that make this easier for kids to go through. James, I can only assume this has been a, a life-changing and pretty eye-opening experience for your entire family. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's something that none of us have had to experience before. And, you know, you, you hear of other kids and families going through it, and you know it's tough, but until you actually step into it and see exactly what happens, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, it, it's a grind. You know, it's a lot of stuff constantly. And, you know, I've just been impressed with Emma and her attitude the entire time. And she's been phenomenal. Whatever challenge is coming up, whatever, you know, therapy it is, whether it's aqua therapy, robotics, chemotherapy, or, you know, a surgery, a second surgery, and, and knowing everything that's coming with that and how difficult it is that, you know, she just without question steps up and does it. And, so I, I've been super amazed and impressed, would have never expected that um, just, just because of what a grind it is. But uh, it is difficult, you know, just to live it every single day. But, you know, it's something that you get through as well. And you know what your shared goals are as a family and, and what you need for your daughter. And, you know, you just do whatever it takes and, you know, just, just keep going one day at a time. Absolutely, one day at a time. And Emma, your strength and resilience and the way that you have attacked what's going on is just a, a big, wonderful reflection on what great parents that you have. Guys, thank you so much for spending some time to talk with us and to tell us about your journey. You are a gorgeous young lady and I am excited for the bright future that we know you have ahead of you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. It's the 21st annual WSB Carathon, July 29th and 30th. It's 37 hours. The money raised helps to fund family support services, research, and the fellowship program at the Aflac Cancer and Blood Disorder Center at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. You know, these two days are just wonderfully amazing and inspiring stories from patients, families, and people throughout Georgia. Scott Slade, Clark Howard, Eric Erickson, Eric Von Hessler, EBH as we call him, Aram and Brian Kilmeade, lots of other members of the family will take a break from their usual duties on that day to focus on the positive impact that the Aflac Cancer and Blood Disorder Center has on patients and their families. 
Perspectives is a community and public affairs program produced with you in mind. If there's a guest or an issue you'd like to hear me explore, I'd hope you'd let me know. The easiest way to connect with me is on social media. Just slip me a DM or send me a message. Search Condus Presley on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And yeah, I know you're asking, how do you spell Condus? C-O-N-D-A-C-E. And Presley has two S's. That's P-R-E-S-S-L-E-Y. Friends, I appreciate your listening. Be sure to listen again next week at the same time as we explore new perspectives. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 